does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. All right, let's head to the Payless Liquors Hotline. He is the head coach of the Indiana Pacers coming up in Summer League action. First game Saturday evening. I believe it's 8 Eastern here back on, uh, for us, that, that matters here from a viewing standpoint. I believe ESPN2 as well. Uh, Gennaro Pargo, the Pacers assistant, who again will lead the Summer League uh, team coming up here for a handful of games out in Vegas, joins us now. Coach, good morning to you. Are we packed and ready to go to Vegas? Good morning. We are packed, and uh, we got practice today, and then we're getting out of here. Coach, I'm really curious about this, and I appreciate your time this morning. Let's begin with this in terms of, of coaching Summer League. You know, in terms of the mindset, like how much does the organization, I guess, guide you on how they want you to coach? And I know that sounds weird, but hopefully you can get what I'm saying there in terms of you know, it's got to be 50-50, right? I mean, you're wanting guys to develop, but you're also wanting them to be in situations where they're they're learning, winning, and, and working together. How do you approach it from a coaching standpoint just in terms of the roster, the minutes that you're allocating so that everybody kind of is getting an equal evaluation? That's a great question. Um, yeah, and it is kind of 50-50. Uh, it's, a, it's a growth development process, not only for the players, but for our coaches as well. Uh, we're all doing uh, new things, having new responsibilities. So uh, it's a growth and learning experience for, for coaches, but also our players uh, put them in different situations that we that we maybe want to look at during the regular season. Um, uh, the guys that for sure that, that are going to be on our roster want to get those guys a lot of minutes. And um, like I said, just help those guys develop by, by getting in-game action. And um, – it's a, it's a two-way street. Uh, Rick and the organization is doing a great job of allowing me to uh, to kind of put in some of my own my own uh, basketball things. So uh, it's been a great experience so far. Again, Janera Pargo is with us. He's coaching the Pacers Summer League here coming up Saturday night, their first game. You mentioned some of those guys. You mentioned kind of coachability. I think Benedict Matherin would probably fall into that category. Um, what was it that you guys wanted Matherin to work on as he headed off for his first kind of real offseason in, in the NBA? And then now that he is going to be with you for, we'll see how many games out there in Vegas, uh, how has he returned and how's he looking here in year two? Well, some of the things we want him to work on was just uh, his ball handling, being able to create uh, plays for, for, for others. Uh, he's a he's a, a heck of a one-on-one player. Um, we also want to put him some in some ISO situations and get some numbers from that. Um, he's come back hungry. You know, uh, I think someone asked the question, uh, you know, is he trying to win or is he just trying to work on his game? And he kind of gave him a stare like, no, I'm playing. I'm, I'm trying to win. Uh, so his attitude, his leadership has been great. Uh, and we're looking forward to, uh, uh, to seeing what we're going to see from him this summer. You know, you played Gennaro. Gennaro Pargo is our guest. He's going to be coaching the Pacers in Summer League. You played in the league, and you had a very circuitous route to get there. I mean, you came into the league. You played for, I think, seven different franchises. You played in different countries. You played in the G League. You played where there was opportunity. Does that give you a more unique perspective than some coaches in terms of 
being able to see somebody that might be playing in the Pacers Summer League that everybody else overlooks and you can connect with and see that vision of that guy has what it takes. That guy has the resiliency that's necessary. How much does your experience as a player help you evaluate as a coach? Uh, I think it helps tremendously. Um, just seeing uh, a guy's attitude and work ethic when he's not playing. Uh, I think that says a lot about a player uh, because it's easy to come in the gym and work hard knowing that you're going to get minutes and, and you know, you're going to get shot attempts. But when you don't know and things are not necessarily going your way, how do you respond? How do you react? How do you work? And I think when you have a guy that's um, doing all the right things, saying all the right things, has the right attitude, and then when his number is called, he's able to go out and perform. Um, those are the kind of guys you're looking for in the summer league, guys who can fill up the end of your, end of your roster, uh, high-character guys that, uh, that knows what it takes to be ready to play at all times. You know, I do want to get back to the Pacers for just a second, but Jake's question kind of made me think of this. You, you obviously played the league for over a decade. Who is the player that you don't think got enough credit, whether it was on your own team or an opposing player that you feel like from the whatever uh, media doesn't give enough credit for how that uh, how that player was? Uh, first guy came to mind is, uh, is the Luau Dane. Hmm. Uh, yeah, Luau Dane was an incredible leader. Uh, worked very hard, um, turned himself into a heck of a player. I think averaged close to maybe 20 points a game. And uh, he was one of the leaders of those those Chicago Bulls teams, uh, you know, led by Derrick Rose and Joe Kim Noah. Um, those guys get a lot of credit. But uh, I think Luol Deng was uh, one of the guys who, who was a leader on that team, uh, a great scorer on that team, and uh, probably doesn't get enough credit. Will you, over the course of the summer, Coach, will you come up with, or has the, just for example, you know, has Kevin Pritchard or Rick Carlisle, Chad Buchanan, at any point do they ask you to or do you set up scenarios or or systems or plays specifically for a particular player? So, in other words, if you go into a game, could you say, okay, player X, I want to see how he responds late in game when plays are going through him. And then tomorrow we'll do that for player Y and tomorrow. Do you, do, does it get that calculated or is it more just let him play and, and evaluate from there? Yeah. Um, kind of the way our system is set up during the regular season is, is it's not a lot of play calls. Uh, we kind of just put our guys in situations to play the game of basketball. And uh, we allow those guys freedom to do that. And so we want to do the same thing here in summer league and, and just kind of evaluate um, how guys are picking up um, on the different ways of how to play the game of basketball. Um, um, I will tell you one thing that we we're, we are doing is uh, we're trying to put uh, Ben Mathen in, in ISO situations and um, <clears throat> and maybe looking at the numbers on, on that because uh, he's the guy who. Uh, who wants the ball um, in all kinds of situations. And, and he's really good at ISO situations. So we wanted to look at the numbers and, um, and and show him the numbers and let him know that, okay, you know, the numbers are great. We're going to give you some ISO situations or the numbers are not so great. So let's continue to move the ball and, and, and play the game the right way. So uh, that's one of the things that we're going to be looking at this summer. 
Interesting. Uh, Janera Pargo is with us here again. Pacers assistant. He'll be leading the summer league uh, out in Vegas coming up Saturday night. A handful of games for the Pacers and their rookie group, plus a couple of young guys. Uh, Let's go with the first-round picks, if you don't mind, Coach. Your first in-person impressions of, uh, let's start with Jairus Walker. Um, A very versatile player. The guy can guard. uh, He can dribble, pass, and shoot. Um, Long arms, athletic. Um, I mean, there's nothing on the floor that he can't do. Uh, so we got to find ways to uh, to get him involved. Um, talented, um, great personality. Uh, looking forward to see what he can do uh, uh, this summer out in Vegas. And then- uh, go ahead. Uh, ben Shepard, yeah. um, just a happy guy. Um, great energy, great effort. Uh, I think defensively he's going to surprise a lot of people. Um, he can really shoot the basketball, plays the game at a at a at a, at a, at a high level. Um, so we're looking forward to seeing him as well. Um, two great rookies, Coach. Do you find it's? Do you think it's a bigger challenge? You know, most players. I think when I watch an NBA game, I sit there and I watch and I think to myself, <clears throat> you know, even the the twelfth guy on a bench is probably the greatest player. You know, there are two guys in a bar right now talking about how they saw that guy play in high school, right? Like, they're the greatest player yeah. everywhere they've been along the way. Occasionally, you do get guys that make it to the league because they've been blue-collar guys throughout the course of their career and not necessarily natural scorers. Do you find it harder, which is the bigger challenge, I guess, for guys that have been Swiss Army knives but not great scorers to have to learn to develop an offensive game? or for guys that are natural scorers to have to learn to do the other things if there are other scorers on the floor with them? That's another great question. Um, I'll give you guys a quick story. I played with uh, Tracy McGrady uh, in Atlanta, and at this point in his career, he was uh, playing maybe uh, 15 to 17 minutes uh, coming off the bench and you know didn't know where his shot attempts were coming from. And so I asked him, which is harder, uh, being Tracy McGrady now or being Tracy McGrady in Orlando and Houston where, you know, you had to come out and score 27 points a night and uh, and the ball was coming to you every time and you had to perform. And, uh, and he said to me, it's definitely harder, uh, you know, playing 15, 17 minutes a night, not knowing where shots are coming from and, and having to have, have to do the little things. So, um yeah, I think it's harder to um, come to this league as a scorer and then have to change your game to being a role player and, you know, playing defense, taking charges, and, and doing all the little things. Coach, last one for me. And, again, Gennaro Pargo is with us here, Pacers assistant. He's got the responsibility of leading the summer league in Vegas. Um, Isaiah Jackson, obviously a big year for him. Anytime you reach kind of this point of your rookie contract, uh, the importance of these years kind of rise. Certainly when you guys draft him, you knew there was some molding that, that needed to be done. Uh, what have you seen from Isaiah here in camp as he enters a pretty critical year? Uh, Isaiah's been great. Um, a lot of leadership. Uh, I've seen him, uh, you know, pulling our, 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 our big rookies aside and, and, and teaching them things we, we taught him a couple years ago. So his leadership has been great. On the floor, he's been he's been everywhere, catching lobs, blocking shots. Um, just his voice, his presence on the defensive end, um, it's been night and day. So he's 
he's been great so far uh, this summer, and, and we're looking for big things from him this summer. Now, Coach, my last question for you, if I'm not mistaken, and you correct me if I'm wrong, when you were at Arkansas, you overlapped between Nolan Richardson and Stan Heath. Am I correct in that? Uh, no, um, I was only with Nolan. Okay, that's okay. So Stan Heath would have been right after I guess you left. But th- I'm glad because Nolan Richardson was the guy I was going to ask you about. I absolutely loved when I was in high school is when Arkansas really burst through with Nolan Richardson on the map with Lee Mayberry and Todd Day and Oliver Miller and 40 Minutes of mm-hmm. Hell and all that. I-, I loved Nolan Richardson as a coach because – I just thought he was a defensive innovator of the fact that, like, if you weren't going to go out there and be a bulldog and play for 40 minutes, you weren't getting on the floor. I'm just curious if your best Nolan Richardson story or just what kind of guy he was as a coach. Uh, You know what? Um, I thought Nolan was a great coach. Um, He wasn't just stuck in his ways. Uh, I think offensively, my senior year, we must have tried three different offenses, three different offenses (laughs) because – I mean, we couldn't get anything to work. So, for him to be flexible to to change his offense three different times, just trying to give us the best opportunity to win games, that that really stuck with me. Uh, a quick story is, uh, um, you know, we would we would come into the gym for practice, and Nolan would just put forty minutes on the clock, throw a ball out, and say, "Okay, let's go," and, and we would just practice for forty minutes, and. Um, we we asked him about our defensive philosophy, and he said, "Just just be like dogs with rabies." <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it looked like, right? <laughs> that's what it looked like. That's that's how he wanted us to play defense. I mean, we never did defensive of scouts. Uh, we never worried about what the other team were going to run because we didn't allow them to run it. We was just out there like dogs with rabies running around and causing havoc. You know, it, it. I don't know about you. You probably saw him with more frequency in your post-playing career than have I. But the first time that I saw it, when he like quit dyeing his hair or whatever, and all of a sudden, like he had the white hair and the goatee, like I was like, "Who in the world is that?" Were you <laughs> stunned by that? He kind of looked like, was, <laughs> like, honestly, like he looked a little bit like Colonel Sanders. Truth be told, yeah, he actually did. Yeah, I, I was stunned by that. I think that was uh, just just years of coaching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, 15 rabid dogs will do that to yeah, you, right? Sure. It would do that. Yes, it will. Coach, we'll, we'll end with this. I'll ask for some confirmation on this. Jeremiah Johnson, obviously Pacers TV sideline reporter, he uh, retweeted us last night when we said that we were having you on the show, and he uh, labeled you as the assistant coach with the best basketball skills in the NBA right now. Are you putting your basketball skills up with anybody in the league right now from a coaching standpoint? Uh, from a coaching standpoint, yes, I, I would do that. But I'm not one of those coaches who still think he can play in the NBA. Those, <laughs> days, those days are long gone for me. And you got to clarify that, right? <clears throat> you have to, absolutely. <laughs> he's been a busy man throughout the draft workouts, obviously working out with some guys, and now he's going to lead a few of them out in Vegas. Gennaro Pargo with us here on the Payless Lickers Hotline. Coach, congrats on the opportunity. I've heard glowing remarks from pretty much everybody from the organization about you and your ability to coach, so congrats on this opportunity and looking forward to watching the boys uh, here over the next handful of days. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you guys having me on.